This is 76ers Rewind. Time now to listen back to post-game reaction from the team's most recent game. Two games in, the revamp squad is looking all right. 143-120, 76ers trounced the Los Angeles Lakers in a terrific matinee performance for a second straight win and a good bounce back for the Sixers these last two games since the trading deadline to get back on track and provide a whole lot of promise. Heading into the home stretch of the season, Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. We are standing by for the post-game press conference of the winning head coach, and that would be Brett Brown. Brett, these last two games after his general manager, Elton Brand, punches in all the right numbers at the trade deadline. Brett's got to say, dialing up a lot of the right digits for the 76ers. The starting group has played well together. The subbing has been really effective, and what you're left with at the end of the day is a balanced well-rounded box sheet for the 76ers. Joel Embiid was tremendous. 37 points, 14 rebounds, plus 23. Really, the plus 23 says it all. Tobias Harris got the Sixers started strong. 22 points in the game for him, 9 of 14 from the field, 3 of 5 from outside the arc, 21 for J.J. Redick, 15 for Jimmy Butler. Butler very smooth, thought he had the game come to him. 13 off the bench for T.J. McConnell, a perfect 6 of 6 from the field, and 10 for Boban Marjanovic. Sixers win at 143-120. Let us join in progress right now, Brett Brown. I look at what Tobias especially did. He's just, he's unselfish, he's efficient, he's hes a wonderful teammate. Uh, but to your point, you, you could have had a few possible bell ringings. Happiest with on the box score, 33 assists, eight turnovers. Like, you know, there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, I like, and that's this is a good question. Yes and yes. The, th- the 33 assists, and I think a season low, eight turnovers, in a game that was really, you know, kind of sloppy. See you, man. A, a game that was kind of sloppy, and they play with such a fast pace. And so to come in with eight turnovers in that Sunday afternoon environment, like the first period was a video game. It wasn't, you know, how we want to play defense. Um, But the 33 assists and only eight turnovers in that flavor of a game, I I like. I like the fact that they only had two fast break points in the second half. I thought we did a better job of getting back and, and, and dealing with them in transition defense. And after that, you know, it's a good win at home during a tough stretch that we've been on. Um, and we'll take it and uh, get ready for Boston. What was the reaction on the bench when Ben just walked up the court and stepped into a three, which he obviously yeah. never does? Um, a little bit like everybody's like, okay. The We've talked about this a lot. And I actually thought the shot looked good. I thought it, the rhythm into it looked good. It, it was close to going in. He didn't look uncomfortable shooting it. And, you know, he, he, he can tell you the story if he chooses to. He and I spoke about this notion uh, for a little bit in the past 24 hours. You know, what's going to happen in the third third of the season? You know, how do we better help you um, prepare for the playoffs? What's coming? Uh, we, we all saw to an extreme LeBron not guard him. And we all have memories of the Celtic series. So somewhere in the middle, we have a window of 27 or whatever amount of games left. And I'd like to try some of this stuff prior to the All-Star break and take off with it in the final third. 
And uh, it's a long explanation to your question, but the underbelly of the reason is significant. Ask him about it. He may share a deeper conversation. That's something that you think for, you know, even with the amount of firepower you guys have to really allow him to maximize his ability in playoff-type settings like that, is that not necessarily that he has to shoot threes, but that he has to be a threat from more than, say, 10 feet out? I hope so. It would help him. When that happens in relation to, like, a legitimate threat, I don't know. I believe it will happen sooner than others might. I see him shoot after practice. I see him play one-on-one at the elbow after practice. And I got confidence. You know, he'll tell you deeper stories than I'm able to right now, but I got confidence. For large chunks after the starting unit came out, you had Jimmy and Joel paired together. You had... Did I meet you guys at Google College? I'll get it back. No, no, I'm not sure. Okay, that's right. What did you make from kind of going your rotation beyond those? I mean, I still think that what we're trying to do, when you start platooning and you start, like, pairing and you look out and you got, to your point, you got Joel and Jimmy against their bench. Yeah. And so when you start, when you start, you know, shuffling the deck and trying to figure out how we're going to sub our team, we oftentimes are in that situation. And, and, and I think that the growth of the pairings is still evolving. We're still learning, you know, who's, who, who's paired with who the best. And, you know, the introduction of Tobias is a really good problem to continue to figure that out. But today, uh, I, I liked how we, we, we brought our guys in. Another guy who's coming from the crowd is going to rebound and push. Yeah. I guess, what does that do for your offense, not only in transition, but maybe getting some cross matches? Yeah. I think it does wonders. We, we spoke about it in the um, pregame press. This is the best dribble out team that we have, that I have coached. You got Ben, you got Tobias, you know, you got Jimmy Butler, you obviously got your traditional guards, TJ, and so on. Even Joe probably took one dribble too many tonight, but you know, like one dribble and then kick ahead or kick across. And I think that that the dribble out guys, along with high outlet, you know, mentality, that is the greatest launching pad to running that I know. And I think that that the drags and other things that happen at the end of it can produce cross matches. But I like where you started first in that early sort of push, that force of early offense, I think can be, you know, led by Ben, can be dangerous. Insightful commentary postgame from 76ers head coach Brett Brown. It always is, but a very revealing disclosure about the conversation that Brett said he had with Ben Simmons within the last 24 hours about the basic gist being how do we, being the coaching staff and the rest of the team, try to help you, you being Ben Simmons, be better prepared come the postseason and that was in direct reference to the volume of jump shots we saw Ben Simmons take especially that third quarter three-point attempt that he stepped into Um, certainly if you've been watching the last season and a half that is the truest three-point attempt that Ben Simmons has taken in his young career and the whole notion being how do you get ready for the time of the season that counts and you know all of a sudden you go into a it's interesting you know you think about a game like this you um get ready to listen to a post-game press conference, and um, you think maybe uh, the, the lead headline could be Joel Embiid's dominance, the balance of the starting group, the evolution of subgroups since the trade deadline. But uh, you better believe as far as interesting nuggets dispensed 
Uh, how about Brett Brown saying that uh, it seems like a mission for the Sixers going to try and be to help Ben Simmons get ready for the playoffs in the final third of the season. We'll talk about that. Other things that went well for the 76ers. That would be a lot in today's game. 143-126ers beat the Lakers at the center. Post game show on the Sixers Radio Network. Club 76 is the official season ticket waiting list of the Philadelphia 76ers. Get priority access for 2019-2020 season tickets by signing up for either Club 76 Elite or Club 76 Free. Other benefits include exclusive 76ers gear and access to special ticket offers and events. For more information, go to sixers.com slash join club 76, email club 76 at 76ers.com, or call 215-339-7676. 215-339-7676. 76ers with a 143-120 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm Brian Seltz. Let's see if we can get a little bit of Ben Simmons right now from the podium. How you play, uh, it's about winning. Being more aggressive, is any of that as a, a, you know, a way to combat the way, say, the Celtics guarded you last year, just like looking forward to the playoffs and trying to you know, find more ways to be effective at that level? Definitely. Um, you know, with this new new five, I think it's just going to be exciting in terms of what we can do. Um, there's, there's a bunch of different varieties that we can run into. When you mentioned, like, you were talking about how, you know, Redick is coming off screens and, like, people have to come out and help. I mean, in some ways, is the new lineup you have maybe more conducive to preventing teams from doing some of the stuff they did last year because you guys have so many weapons that if they do try to say, you know, sag off of one guy, there's right. ways to I mean, take advantage of the Yeah, space. definitely. But, you know, standing that far back and then me handing it off to JJ's, I mean, he wants that shot. So, you know, I'm going to give it to him every time if, if somebody's going to play like that. 76ers reigning rookie of the year, Ben Simmons, eight points, seven assists, three rebounds in today's game, three of 13 from the field. In the Sixers, 143-120 victory over the Lakers, but we so rarely ever see a shooting line like that from Ben Simmons. A reason why today is because of the jump shots that he took, including a three-pointer. We'll bring in Tom McGinnis right now. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, Tom, two games in, I mean, it certainly would be a uh, way too big of a stretch to say, hey, these guys look like they've been playing together forever. But right now, it's it's clicking, the starting group and the way Brett's staggering the subs. Absolutely. 143 points speaks to that in a big way, and they had a great finish against Denver with 117 points. So without question, and obviously the big thing coming in is now you got guys that can uh, score the ball. Coach Brown in the earlier remarks called it uh, dribble-out guys, and by that he means guys that can come out of the backcourt with the basketball, that can initiate the the, the transition game, and that quickly uh, – that leads to points when you guys got the Harris and Butler and J.J. and Ben. And as he said, Embiid tried it a couple of times. T.J. off the bench can do it. Uh, very impressive. That first quarter was just a track meet. He called it a video game. Coach Brown, 40-29. to 29. Kuzma was incredible. But Harris kept the Sixers close with 14. And then Joel really picked it up. Embiid was dominant against a combination of McGee and, and Tyson Chandler. But then the defense, that was a telling stat by Brett Brown. Only two fast break points for the Lakers in the second half, and and they want to get out and run. LeBron was really good in this game. One number, one assist shy of a a triple-double. Kuzma was brilliant. Brandon Ingram had 19. Great, maybe the best game of the year for JaVale McGee for them. But the Sixers were just so much better. I mean, in the end, they win by 23 points and just a terrific uh, second quarter and a great second half for the Sixers to pull away and win this one handily. Sixers 143-120 over the Lakers. Joel Embiid telling ESPN in his walk-off post-game on-court interview, I've been here for a long time. This is my city. The man is playing like he wants to deliver something big for the Delaware Valley. 
Well, to me, you know, he's just, again, the strength of his game was like the face-up jump shot. He was able to turn, use the dribble to create separation from either Chandler or McGee, and then he got around McGee with ease at times uh, and got right to the lip of the rim. Some of those dunks in the first quarter. Very impressive. And uh, and then he just owns the defensive glass. That's how he racks up all these double-doubles, 40-plus on the year in that regard, double-figure statistics and points and rebounds. And he's become so steady. So, again, he got a little loose with the dribble, uh, turned it over. But how about in general for the Sixers, only eight turnovers, which that's been a major problem uh, during losses over the course of the last two, three years, and that is the old points-off turnovers, but it didn't affect them uh, here in this game. Sixers beat the Lakers 143-120. What you make about that comment from Brett Brown about the conversation he had with Ben Simmons about trying to help him get ready for the time of the year that really counts? We're talking late April, May, and June. Well, it was evident because, like you said, you're not accustomed to seeing uh, Ben Simmons miss 8, 9, 10 shots, whatever it ended up being, and uh, it was almost like... Now that we know the backstory, where coach says, hey, let's start to work on this. And, hey, and you've seen it, Brian. Ben Simmons has been working on his jump shot ever since he became a sixer. And you see it a lot more, obviously, in practice and in his work after practice, as coach noted. But it was almost like he was going at LeBron even early on, not the jumpers, but the, the attacks on the goal where he, he didn't have success uh, and missed a, around the basket a little bit. And then, uh, you know, and he missed a big run-out dunk. But... Hey, it's not a bad thing. Everybody's been waiting for this, and now Ben Simmons is doing it. And he says, as he said, it's going to be a work in progress. So there are going to be some growing pain. He is going to miss some shots. But the big thing is that he's taking them and taking them with confidence because eventually he's going to start making that and and helping to round out his offensive game uh, with that perimeter shot, whether it's a plethora of threes or just some good looks uh, from the mid-range. But in the end, that's going to make the team better because it's clear, as, he, as Coach Brown said, that LeBron was playing off him. It's been done in the past as a strategy. You dare him to shoot. And when you back that far off him, it's, it's difficult to find dri- driving lanes. <laughs> What's interesting, even though that has been a defensive posture by, by opposing teams, he still gets to the basket, even though they are trying to play off him and clog up the middle. Sixers after this 143-120 win over Los Angeles. They've got the Boston Celtics coming up on Tuesday, 8 o'clock game, final home game before the All-Star game break. You look at the standings, you see the Celtics teams that's just a game behind the Sixers, and they're actually 7-3 and in the last 10. But if you follow on Twitter or anywhere else covering the NBA, it is like literally the roof is caving in on the Celtics right now. And uh, that will be, of course, a very interesting matchup for the Sixers. Right, but if you're a Sixer and you think, you know, Boston, they, they've lost two in a row. They lost two big leads. Now, that, that's true in terms of an 18-point lead they had against the Lakers, and they lost on the last-second shot. Old Landry Shamit shot them down yesterday for the Clippers against Boston. But I think everybody close to the Sixers knows that Boston is is going to be there in the end. Now, what's a little scary is Kyrie, you know, tweaked his knee a little bit. So whether he plays and, you know, what that situation is for Tuesday, hopefully he, he gets better because – you know, the Sixers, they've got to beat Boston. That's all there's to it. And now you feel like you're, you've are you reloaded with these huge moves by Elton Brand and how well the team has played in, it, in its first two games. And, you know, then they have to go to New York and close it out in terms of this stretch. And New York has really struggled at home and overall in general. But, you know, we talked at length about this gauntlet of a schedule for the Sixers beginning two, three weeks ago, even prior to the West Coast trip. 
and boy, the Sixers have fared pretty well. Now 16 games over 500, and uh, it's really shaping up to be what is going to be an exciting uh, final third, if you will, that sprint to the finish following the All-Star break. But as you say, Boston here on Tuesday, and uh, you know, a great crowd here today, and a great crowd anticipated for that game as well. Sixers, Celtics, Sixers, Lakers. I mean, they're all great matchups, but obviously the interdivision matchup with Boston is paramount uh, going forward because more than likely you're going to have to at some point go through Boston and, and here's a regular season matchup another testing ground for the Sixers Tom McGinnis we're going to hear his calls coming up next Tom talk to you on Tuesday thank you Brian good day. 76ers a very sound 143-120 win over the Los Angeles Lakers some of the calls of the game coming up as we close to the post game show next here on the Sixers radio network the Delaware Blue Coats have arrived. The Sixers official NBA G League affiliate is opening the all-new 76ers Fieldhouse in Wilmington, Delaware. Blue Coats games are perfect for business outings and an awesome family night out. Visit Sixers.com slash Blue Coats. That's Sixers.com slash Blue Coats. Tickets start at 10 bucks. Just 10 bucks. That's Sixers.com slash Blue Coats. Join the revolution today. 76ers and the Los Angeles Lakers, a 143-120 win for the home team. Let's hear some of the highlights from today's game. It was called by the one and only Tom McGinnis. It was a back-and-forth, offensive-oriented first quarter, as Brett Brown described it, like a video game, a guy racking up some points. Tobias Harris. Butler tiptoeing along the baseline, up top to Harris. Three ball for the Sixers, and that's good. They run two guys at Tobias Harris, but not in time. J.J. Redick from Butler, and Harris knocks out a three. Harris with 14 points on six of seven shooting. He hit his first six shots of the day in the first quarter after one. The 76ers trailed by a point, 40 to 39. The defense started to buckle down a bit in quarter at number two. And the Sixers, they were very fortunate that they had a stupendous seven-footer on their side. J.J. Redick back to T.J. In the lane, dribbles, passes at the last second to a beat, and a layup. Nicely done. Good assist by T.J. McConnell. Embiid now with 14 points. Rolls, gathers it, scores it. He seemed to get better as the game went along, helping the 76ers stay in front. And towards the end of the first half, the Sixers opened things up. Sixers of the ball, leading by nine, their largest lead. Reddick for three, shot up and good! J.J. Reddick over Kuzma, and Reddick is hot in double figures now for 61 consecutive games. 74-63, the Sixers lead. They had a 17-2 run to help propel them to a very comfortable margin of 76-67 going into the break in the third quarter. Good start for James and the Lakers. Made things a little bit tight. Sixers were trying to answer, and Furkan Korkmaz offered left. And the Sixers lead again is cut to four. Korkmaz coming back, and that's good. Furkan Korkmaz for the Sixers. And that makes it 99-92. And that was after the Lakers, of course, made it a four-point game. But the end of the third quarter set the tone for how this game would wrap up. T.J. McConnell with one of the top moments of the day. Passes into the corner to Scott. Now to T.J. McConnell for three. It's good! Under a second to go in the third. And T.J. McConnell drops in a three. 109-94 was the score after three, part of a 20-4 76ers run that vaulted them into control of the game, and things were put away by J.J. Redick if there were any doubt left late in the fourth. They double-team Joel. Redick with it. Redick down low to Ben, and Simmons gets a right-hand layup. What a dish by J.J. Redick with the right hand. And Simmons now with eight. Redick with the assist, 20-point game, and that might just do it. 
Yeah, Reddick playing setup man to Ben Simmons. One of the easier baskets of the day for Ben. Throwing it in, and the Sixers roll over the Lakers, knocking off L.A. convincingly 143-120. to 120. As we take a look at the final stat sheet, 76ers shot over 57.5% from the field. The Lakers 51.5%. Sixers a dozen three-pointers and even 50% outside the arc. Lakers with 10 triples. Sixers only missed three of their 22 free throws. They were minus one on the glass. 33 assists for the 76ers against just eight turnovers. A very encouraging development for the home team. They scored 70 did the Sixers of their 143 nearly half of their points in the paint 22 points on the break Joel Embiid led the way 37 points 14 rebounds 12 of 16 from the field two of three from three he also had three assists in the game great effort by him 21 points for JJ Redick behind three three pointers 22 for Tobias Harris 9 of 14 overall we mentioned 14 points in the first quarter he also had three three pointers six rebounds and six assists Jimmy Butler with 15 points on six of ten shooting Ben Simmons took a lot of jumpers eight points three rebounds and seven assists but the jumpers part of a deliberate subplot and change to his approach that he and brett brown discussed brett said within the last 24 hours tj mcconnell perfect six of six for 13 points off the bench boban marjanovic with 10 and i thought furkan korkmaz had a really good game with seven points and six rebounds to go with two assists and a steal lebron james 18 points 10 rebounds nine dimes kyle kuzma with 39 points for the Lakers on 14 to 21 shooting five three-pointers. Sixers now 36 and 20 with the victory. The Lakers dropped to 528 and 8 up next for the 76ers. Second to last game before the break. It's their last home game before All-Star. Tuesday, 8 o'clock versus the Boston Celtics. As of right now, 76ers a game in front of Boston for fourth place in the East. Should be an awesome night. First stop of the season for Boston on the season. Big thanks to the guys back at the studio, Josh Rabick. Great job, along with Tyler Zuli, Marty Dickerson here. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score it was the 76ers 143 and the Lakers 120. Have a great rest of your Sunday from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. You've been listening to 76ers Rewind. Be sure not to miss new episodes the day after each game this season, all year long.